You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> gotcha. This shit. Okay. Well, welcome to a brand new episode of Off Book. This is, um, listen, <laughs> I don't even, I'm not ready. You're already, you're already snorting. What did you do to him? Oh because he know, he know I'm not ready. Yes. Like, because I'm like, I'm caught off guard. There are no numbers up here. He's thrown off. So, y'all, thank y'all too for tuning in to a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black. We're ready to hit our marks. I'm going to hit our marks right now. I'm Drew Shay. I'm Danye Love. I'm Crystalline. Yeah! <laughs> we got Crystal and Lord. She said, what's up? What's, what's up? up? What's good? What is up for real, what's though, bitch? Goody? What's good? <laughs> Let's get in. <laughs> Look, I, y'all even know how much I am in love with oh Crystal and Lloyd. Like, mm-hmm. for the longest time, like, I remember, okay, we first met when you were doing Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. at Second, Second Stage, Stage Off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. Come through. Mm-hmm. Now, when I tell y'all I did not want to see this show, y'all. <laughs> I did not want to see it. I did not want to do anything with it. Mm -mm. Didn't care about it. She was the only black person in there. You were like, and who is she? (laughs) Yeah, but no, I knew you from, um, you had already done um, Invisible Thread. Mm -hmm. So I knew you from that, but I didn't really know you like that. Like, but I knew you were very talented. I knew she sang her ass off. She, you know, soprano for days. Come through. Like, I knew she had it. I knew Mm -hmm. she had it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, we had like a real good kiki. And I still have the video. I never, like, you know how I'm in particular about my presentation and shit. So for the longest time, I thought that Kristen was mad at me um, that because I didn't release this video. Because, I, you know, I, I mean, I think people get mad oh at me because I don't God. release. <laughs> if, if it is not the way that I envision it in my head, if it doesn't come out that way. Yeah. Even though we had a great interview, we, we laughed, we joked, you know, I still have the shit. But if it doesn't come out the way I want, I don't release the shit. And so I'm getting over that now that I'm... Um, Re- rebuilding my foundation yeah. but um, did not I thought for the longest time she was upset with me or like didn't even know you felt that way oh my gosh yes and then That's because so then she she was the correspondent for us on doing a meet the nominees for the Tony Awards which was so mm. fun which was mm. fun and that never came out or released no, Either. I didn't. No, because you were I, like what is this nigga no, getting? No, look, I was What's like up? okay, I was like I was like look. <laughs> you may not be as good as this stuff. 
as you think you are, Crystal. Mm, oh, wow. <laughs> no, she was so great. Wow, I can imagine. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm not going to take it personal. It just is what it is. I'll wow. get better and maybe Drew will let me come along another time and, you know, we'll reconnect. What? I was like, it's all good, though. I had no, no ill But look at, like, you y'all both whatsoever. had these differing thoughts. You thought this and one thing. And they were thing. both you thought this one thing. Yeah. The most wow. apocalyptic for us. Well, because I just oh, yeah. felt so like, you know, people spend their good to earn time mm-hmm. and energy. Mm-hmm. And she was in the middle of a show. Like, she had shows that day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Meet the Nominees is always during, like, I think, what, a two-show day or mm-hmm. yeah. a, a, just a crazy day. Um, and I knew that she had a matinee that day and she she came dressed and ready and looking oh, good. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she did her good interviewing skills and like we got some original uh, exclusive content that nobody else it really had. It was such a fun day. I really don't care if anybody ever sees it. It was so fun because we also did it with, oh, what is his name? Dustin Ross. Yes. Yeah, my good friend Dustin who's on the fr- he's Friend Zone cool. podcast. He's yeah. cool. And he said he ran into you on the train one he day. He did. I felt so bad. Okay, oh my God. So my earbud fell out uh-huh. and fell on the train floor, which is nasty. Ooh. Right. Yeah. And so I went to shake his hand, but then the earbud fell, and I was like, oh, well, I can't just leave the earbud. So I went to grab it, and then I put it in my left hand or something, and I went to shake him with my right hand. I was like, oh, but I already touched the ground. It's oh. gross. I'm shaking his hand with, like, nasty oh, stuff no. in my hand. I felt so bad. Well, no, he, he called me and said, um, he ran into you on the train. He told me, and he was like, you know, you know, I'll be in my own world on the train. Mm-hmm. And this girl came up to me and started talking to me, and you know, I was looking at her like, I didn't know if she was a fan of his, you know, because he has his own no, show. No, I was literally just like we work together and so he was being nice he said Mm -hmm. he was being nice because he didn't know if you were a fan but then he realized he recognized you from working with me he was like oh so then that's when he loosened up you know yeah he was was very he was very formal when I first came up to him because you just never know when when, you know I thought it was uh because I shook his hand with my subway I was like oh okay 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 okay, that was oh my goodness no but he realized you know eventually that you guys worked together that was such a fun day and to be around like when the people in my show had been nominated like it was so fun it was fun for me so Kristen Lloyd is the original cast member of Dear Evan Hansen. I am. And when I went to see the show, I did not want to see Uh it. Um, yes. Like, I did not care about these white folks, and, and Chris Lynn was in the show. I'm like, okay, they got this one token black girl, um, so that's why they're trying to ask me to come and see the show. And she do this little um, dance. Right. Like, yeah, what's up? And But, you know, that literally saved somebody's life, because mm. that same day, um, it was 2016, that same day I sat in the audience to watch this show, I got a call from the videographer saying that he lost all of our footage from the Meet the Nominees the year before you did it. So it was 2016. He told me he lost all the footage um, because he had did another shoot and he cleared his memory card and never sent me everything so like all these 2016 nominees I mean we interviewed David Diggs Leslie Odom Jr. I know Christine. you are hot oh my god I already I oh, know he was hot oh, oh I had to sit through that show oh I had to sit through your sh- literally as the curtain is about to st- Mm. Up for the show I'm talking to him I said I have to go I'm about to sit through the show and my my mm-hmm. flames flames on the side of my head that is like burning flames I already heat, know that's stressful like, as oh my god but the music healed me Ooh. oh okay the, that's that's the only reason why I'm in love with Dear Evan Hansen now because uh, the music okay. killed me wow. that, day. That, that saved his life. Okay, um, right, right, right. because I was burning up and also I had I had recorded my own audio, so I had the audio. I still have audio from all of those oh, days, so I have the interviews. That's so much work, that, wow. right? And so it was so much work to like try to put maybe I was gonna try to put a podcast mm-hmm. out or something. I just like, I just was tired. Yeah. Um, and so when things just don't go the way that I want them to, I just be like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. gonna release this. I'm gonna move mm-hmm. on because. The days keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with not, or without you. Yeah, with or without me. The news keeps coming. So, Playbill, Broadway.com, Theater Manager, they have teams of people. Yeah. It's just me. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And so when something goes wrong, I don't have the time to sit and let it fester. If it doesn't come out the way I want, I don't have time to mm-hmm. like sit with mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and make it right because mm-hmm. I have to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that happened, this show like really got me down in my feelings. Mm. Um, you know, even though he's a liar mm-hmm. and even though he's, you know, problematic in a way. Facts. Um, it, it just something about the music like just really touched my soul. Wow. Mm. And I just thought it was so and I, That's why I always say I want to see a black you know, Evan Hansen, even to have a standby, you know, we talked about that too. Mm. Um, you know, we always a standby, never mm-hmm. the lead. Um, but, uh, but Crystalline was just so amazing in this show. And, and I, I am in awe of your, of your gift and Amen. what you bring to the stage and how you're able um, to portray characters and also mesh well with white folks. Like, Honey. I'm in awe of that because that ain't my ministry, boo. Honey. <laughs> so talk to me. Tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are. Like, what's going on? What's good? Yeah. Like, how you how you got to this place? To this place. Yeah. In this studio. In this studio today. Well, I waited Walk outside. Walk us down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. I waited outside thinking that all the doors were locked. Meanwhile, there's a security guard sitting across the lobby. Uh-huh. Just looking at me. Like, like, are you coming in? Yeah. Like, what's and up? And I just stood out there. I was like, oh, Drew, I'm out here. Oh, it's cold. She said, I pressed the, she said, I pressed the button. You better press the button. <laughs> <laughs> you better press the button. <laughs> anyway, um, mm, well, I, I've been in New York for like almost five years now. Mm-hmm. So it's been a minute. I lived in LA for seven years before that. And yeah, I mean, what else do you want to know? What was the move? What prompted the move from LA to I always New York? wanted to try New York. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to give it a go. And my team was really excited about the idea of me doing New York. But I said, I cannot go out there without a job. That's real. Because I was just telling, you know, producer earlier, I was just like, um, you can't be cute and broke in New York. Like, Talk it's real hard. It. It's really hard to mm-hmm. be cute and broke. I said, but L.A. is, like, cute and, like, sunny. You mm-hmm. got hikes. You got pretty people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was cute, even though I didn't have no money. Um, and so I was like, I need, I need a job when I go to New York. And it just worked out nicely. Um, I finished up Witness Uganda at ART. Mm-hmm. And I got a call from a show. Um, I had done a workshop with them before I had done the um, at ART and they were like hey the person playing your role right now off Broadway is leaving mm. do you want to come play your role that you played in the workshop and I was like yeah of and course. that was Heather's uh-huh. so I came into New York in June and found a spot found a cute little spot you came already booked I did I come came on that. so I made that move and, I, and it was it was a good thing I'm mm-hmm. glad I did that's what's up yeah and so how did you get involved with uh, Invisible Thread I had known Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm. And at one point he introduced me to Griffin and Matt. And they called me and they said, you know, we're doing this project, this new musical. It's about aid work in Africa. Mm-hmm. And I had just literally two weeks before they called me returned back from being a missionary in Southeast Asia wow. for most of the, the year before. And I was wow. like, this is wonderful. This kind of meshes in with my, my energy and my focus right now as mm-hmm. far as my faith and my career goes. So it just worked out nicely. And I started working on it with them. And I was with it for about mm, four and a half, five years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Before it went to Before it went to off That's wow. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the start. It's a beautiful That's musical. Amazing. And I see that now that they're holding auditions, they're doing mm-hmm. something in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I really love the piece. It was something I really fell in love with. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, you know, just because, just having, I like good music. Mm. I like music that touches the soul. Mm-hmm. And that piece really does it. And there were people in that show um, 
that showcased what what true heart and what love is mm-hmm. um, and what it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in the in the face of adversity or mm-hmm. in the face of um, people that just don't understand true yeah. love. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I, I knew that all too well. I think it spoke to my soul because I knew that all too well in my own life. Mm. Um, so if you don't know Invisible Thread, please go look up the videos. Go look as much as you can. You know, get. I, I'm still waiting on... You can also look up Witness Uganda. Witness Uganda, yes. With it, it's going to LA now and they oh, changed so they the name. Oh, so they changed the name? I keep calling it. Oh, right. It's, it's totally fine. You can yeah. call it, you know, whichever you know it by. Mm-hmm. Um, but As know, long as you know it, okay. As long as you know it. <laughs> so wait, it was Witness Uganda, Uganda, then Invisible then Thread, now back to... Now they're going back to mm-hmm. Chicago. I think mm-hmm. they're kind of trying to go back to the roots, the foundation yeah. that they have built, the skeleton. Yeah. So I think it'll be, uh, I think it's, I think it's more receivable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be more receivable that way. Okay. Seeing it the way you're going to see it in LA, like uh-huh. that's the way that we had always intended it to be. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and are you going to be a part of that as well? No. No. I'm going to stay here. Okay. okay. New York. Okay. It's Do you have something here. else like in, in, in the works, I do. I okay. do. I'm. Um, do you want to? Do you want to know? Well, yeah, we def- yeah, definitely want to know. Spill tea. Yeah, hello. Oh, Come on, spill tea. Your whole body is both. Y'all. Yes, we both leaned y'all. in. Yeah, yeah, like, we leaned in. Both of y'all were like straight men, just like, hey, yeah, just all the attention. <laughs> Come on, we want to know the stuff. Like, I am fine. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Um, so I'm doing a, a workshop of a new musical right now called Bliss. Yes, and we did talk about this. Yeah, so it's fun. It's really, really fun. I got involved with that about a year and a half ago. Um, Cheryl Callers directing it, and she kind of was like, "Hey, I have this project. I think you'll like." Well, who is this white woman? Not Cheryl Caller. Okay. <laughs> she would be offended if you said that. Was she? She's Jewish. She's a white woman. She is. Okay, Jewish. girl. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, listen, but we gonna call a spade a spade. <laughs> That's what we do over here. Here's the thing. She saw me in Invisible Thread with mm-hmm. Uganda, and then she saw me in Dear Evan Hansen, and she was like, "I need you to stop playing teenagers." Ooh. She was like, "You have something." Well, deeper you, and, listen, Paradise Blue, you were a grown woman. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Paradise Blue, you were a grown woman. Grown ass woman. Yes. With a broom. <laughs> With a, <and> a book. <laughs> right, hello? A broom and a book. Yes. Um. So yeah, she brought me in. <laughs> what? What is going on, Because <laughs> I can't take a broom and a book, honey. A broom and a book. <laughs> All you need in life. Okay. <laughs> a broom and a book. Hey. Yes. I felt a beat coming. But um, yeah, so I'm doing that right now. That's for the month of October. I'll be doing that as a workshop, which is okay. great. They offered a workshop contract. That's awesome. Which, you know, doesn't happen. Honey. Mm. So, yeah, I'm doing that. And then um, I, I'm going to start rehearsals in November for a play at the Atlantic Theater Company. Come through. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Come Can you through. say the name of that? I think so. I think I'm allowed to say something. Hey, have you not, like, have they not told you you can say something? Or? Well, they haven't, like, announced it. Well, we can get the tea right here. Just go ahead and spill it. Okay. Uh, it's called Blue Ridge. Okay. Yes. Oh, by Abby? Mm-hmm. Oh, Abby. Yes. Y'all better get it. Yes. Now, who is this white woman? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just that, a white woman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Abby and I were in uh, a writer's retreat two summers ago with The Lark. Okay. Um, when I was working on my play in the middle, she was working on another play there. See, so, I yeah. like to I like to know how things intersect, yeah. mm-hmm. how we yeah, all yeah. know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really great. So tell us how you got involved with Dear Evan Hansen. Now. Oh, right. Um, well, I just finished, we just opened Invisible Thread, and I was heartbroken because mm. that was like, you know, four and a half, five years of my life, yeah. and we weren't going to Broadway. And I still mm. don't understand that because the reviews came out in New York Times mm-hmm. and like were not good. 
because yeah. they oh, didn't understand. Oh, the reviewer that got fired? Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yes, you better Throw speak it on out it. there. <laughs> Throw it out there. You better speak <laughs> on it. Yes. <laughs> I wish y'all could have saw the little Listen. head action that she gave. <laughs> and people have been asking us to video the podcast, but I just don't, my face, I can't. True. I, I, look, I say some things and we bleep, and so we bleep, then they be reading mouths and I mean, all sorts of stuff. I'm sure it can be a little bar that goes over your mouth. Listen, we ain't got time for all that. Um, but so he the reviews didn't come out the reviews came out they weren't that great but no. you were finished with that so you were heartbroken because it wasn't going yeah, to blow away yeah, I think yeah. we were all heartbroken with that that was a heartbreak for me yeah. you know and this industry will give you some so mm-hmm. um, and then I got a call for this musical I had never heard of I didn't know anything about it and I saw it was a teenager and I was like no I'm not doing any more teenagers <laughs> and uh, my reps were like you should really consider it and I think it was like two days later I still hadn't said yes to mm-hmm. the audition but I was looking at the material at my friend's house and in walks Ben Platt and Laura Dreyfus. like I didn't even know them mm-hmm. and I was like hey nice to meet you and 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 they, and then some, someone mentioned that I was going in for it or that I was talking, thinking about going in for it. And they were like, they just looked at me and she goes, Laura goes, oh, you're going to book it. And I was like, oh, cool. Because I didn't know what it was. Wow. Like, I, just, I hadn't like really read it. I hadn't gotten into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, cool, thanks. And I'm thinking like, don't prophesy something over me that I don't even know. Really <laughs> 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 like, don't try it. Don't right. do witchcraft on me. But I I eventually auditioned for it and, you know, had a good conversation with Michael Greif going into it because I was still a little, I was still a little nervous to say yes. And Michael Greif is the director. Michael, Michael Greif is the director. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just I had always really wanted to work with him yeah so. I mean Rent I know like I know. you know mm-hmm. when you do something life changing like Rent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially in musical theater yeah. you want that sort of direction I love a director who wants to do pieces like that yeah that's what I love right. and I'm like there's something about that person that I'm gonna have really great conversation mm-hmm. with I'm gonna have good collaboration mm-hmm. with and, and we did you know he he like you know he would ask me to go out to dinner you know took me mm-hmm. out before my last show you know every now and then I get a text from him checking in on me he's he's, he's that's you know, really awesome so yeah. it's just, it yeah. just really lovely to meet someone who is so like I'm I'm great to like build a community mm-hmm. who, actors producers whatever like so yeah mm-hmm. I love that so after talking to him and kind of just thinking about it I was like you know what let me just do it I don't have anything else this will be a good healing from you know my other show not going so right. that's how I got involved was did just, you know it was going to Broadway mm, like everyone talked about it going to Broadway but I had just finished doing a show that everyone was talked about uh, yeah. uh-huh. so you wasn't even like no. getting yourself it wasn't in no, that headspace yeah. yeah. until they announced they were going to right. Broadway. Wow. And I was still off Attached. Broadway. I was still off Broadway uh-huh. and hadn't yet been told I was going with them. <gasps> oh. So it was like kind of like announced and then it was like Well what's to is it they have get, what's they get it going to get that silence. I hadn't I didn't so I think it was like my last, maybe second to last show. Um, wow. Uh, my agents called me that morning and told me that they were like, they're gonna offer you, you know, the role of Alana and then Michael Greif came and talked to me, you know, before Were they hour. hesitant or something? I'm sure I don't I actually have no idea and I don't care yeah because here we are right, right. now exactly and do you see what I mean right in a Grammy I could dwell on whether or not hey, glory. hey. but the truth is is uh-huh. when I wake up and roll over 
that Grammy is sitting right there. And so is that Emmy. Okay. And however, you know, you want to see it. It's just like, I have to keep moving forward. And that cast album is amazing and and you sound great. Wow. Songs are, you know, the songs were a bop. And I was. I the was, songs were a bop. Do you hear me? Like, I was running around my house almost <laughs> waving through a window. <laughs> oh, like, it's a bop. And we were. Jerrica. Yes. Yeah. So Jerrica's a producer on the show. She can't, you can't hear her. But she, me and her were like, when this song, when this thing came out, <laughs> getting the entire life. Entire life. Entire life. We, were, alty, alty. we were in it. Yeah. Like, going off. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen, like, I need to hear a black family sing this. This music. Like, yes. I mean, you know I want to hear the, the Jackson family. Aisha Listen. Jackson and her family. Ooh, oh, wow. They, they need to do their own rendition of You Will Be You home. know what? That wow. Family, that family, family sings. Is sick. Wow. Sings. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to her Instagram page <sighs> just in hear. my feelings <laughs> needing to hear something from the Lord. And Listen, I said, you know what? You Aisha's been... family is always singing something about that. <laughs> and I will go to her Instagram Listen, page I, and, now, get, and get fed. I've gone on the YouTube binge for her family. Her family has like old Christmas videos. Yeah. Like, I go on a YouTube video and, and watch, you know, Victor and her sister and 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 her sing yeah. and her, her mom and her yeah. dad. Like, oh, it's so good. I so love it's it. A bop. Those it songs is a bop. Are bop. And Michael Kilgore just did a like um he sang one of the You Will Be Found. Yeah. Um mm. and he's talking about he would love to be a black. Now I think Michael, you look too old <laughs> to be trying to play Evan Hansen. <laughs> but child, you can so enough sing that music all day. Do a, do a concert version, a Michael. Concert version. Yes. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Justin and Benj would call him back for a concert version. Yes, come on and do a concert version. We would dope. love that. He's so good. Because he was singing that. Mm. You will be found. Everybody was singing it. My family would send me videos. <laughs> I know that's right. Of My sister-in-law sent me one video of my brother in the shower. Women, women. <laughs> just li- And then he would like stop and go, and go, women. And I was like, you better vocalize. My brother is a great singer. And she sends me videos of my nephews who are um, 10 and 8. And one of them plays guitar Uh and the other plays piano. And they're singing, um, you know, you will be found or I'm telling you, it is a Um, it is a Christian rock musical. It it is is. a hill song. Come on. Spirit lifting. It's a bop. It's them chords. I don't know what it's about. It's them contemporary Christian chords Mm -hmm. that just get you all the way in your. Justin Paul comes from a Christian background. Oh, it's so prevalent. We um, Mm. actually I found out that he went to this sports camp growing up. Mm -hmm. I was a counselor at that sports camp. Wow. And at the same time I was a counselor. His wife was a counselor. Wow. Like down the street from me at different different campuses of this camp. Yeah. It was a big camp called Canacuck and yes, it was Canna a Christian Cuck. sports camp and he worked there and I was like, oh, and he was, his dad was a pastor. His dad is a pastor. Wow. So Justin grew up like writing music for yeah. wow. church and, 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 and playing for the church. And that makes so much sense. And if you guys don't know who, you know, wow. who that is, you know, mm-hmm. he wrote uh, the, the, um, what other musicals? I can't even think of them off the top of my uh, head. But a dogfight and Christmas story. Christmas story and, is a good one. Um, the Peach, James and the Giant. Peach. James and the Giant Peach is another good one. Yeah. Also, uh, La La Land. La La Land and the, the movie. Th- what's yeah. that one with the oh, wow. circus tent? Oh, um, the Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. Oh, oh wow! Now, now we love the Greatest Showman. Okay, I wasn't throwing shade. I just honestly couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we love the Greatest Showman too. Like yeah. you know, the music in that is <laughs> is <laughs> the business. Danya's <laughs> looking at me like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm listening. I'm taking it all in. But are, do you? Do you like The Greatest Showman? I've never saw The Greatest Showman. You know what? So that's why I'm saying, mm-hmm, I'm taking it all <laughs> in, nigga. All in. So, so you ain't never no seen Dear Evan Hansen either, have you? I haven't seen Dear. You ain't heard the music either. Mm-mm. See, Diane don't be in the musicals. That's okay. 
Donnie, I need you to get into the musicals. No, I love it. I am. I'm getting in more and more. <laughs> okay? You see me leaning more in. And more. I'm getting in yeah. more and more. More and more. See? Thank you. Come on. Thank you. No, you can't, just, you can't just do that and just like not. Come on. You got I my can't spirit. even remember the rest of it. What's the oh, rest of it? My God. I listen, I can't even look because I'm starting to I'm starting I to get need hot. You. Yes. I love you. More and more. Yes, yeah. God, hallelujah. Okay. What song is <laughs> Y'all gonna make me shout. I um, I think that's Lawrence Flowers. Maybe. Lawrence Flowers and Intercession. Okay. Um, you know, I know my gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's, oh, that just does my heart so well. Um, now I can't even think like. That's okay. We were talking about just the music Woo! and why mm-hmm. I took the job. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Evan okay. And, so, yeah. so from Dear Evan Hansen, mm-hmm. you went on to do. Paradise Blue. Paradise Blue. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. told, that's black. That's Honey, Ruben Santiago. That's black. black. Like, black. yeah, let's talk. Like, let's talk Good about, and black. That's Dominique Mariso. It's black. Ru- Ruben Santiago Hudson directed. Yes. So what was the difference in the dynamic of going from Dear Evan Hansen to Paradise Blue? It was the most. He, it was therapy for mm. me. Oh, yeah. Because look, you can look at the whatever, the whatever from the the positives of Dear Evan Hansen, but it was it was a it was one of the it was a little bit it was a lot. Mm-hmm. I felt overwhelmed at times. Just yeah. in terms of the process. Yes, and mm-hmm. I lose my anonymity and because ways you were the only that, black and person. Ah, and there's uh-huh. there's not only just like you know I can't walk down for it. I can walk down you know between those blocks, but it can be annoying mm-hmm. if it's on a certain. And I don't like anybody. Yeah. Well, say that. Well, because so, the show outside, like, the fans were really crazy. Yeah. They were, like, you know, at the stage door. Mm-hmm. They were, like, really into it. It got to a point where Doing we the most. were, they had to beef up security. We had people prank call us and send us, like, weird messages wow. about death and if we die. And it was very unsettling. What? Well, because these theater fans be weird. Mm-hmm. That's, you like... Theater fans are very unique. They're very sensitive, empathetic people. Yes. And they are. That's a good way to explain it because I'm saying weird. (laughs) That's a good way. You got the words. So, as much as we love like having people love our work, Mm -hmm. it's still, I I don't know how the other cast members were. I can speak for myself. I, I, you know, I look at like Anna DeVere Smith. Right. I want her anonymity and her success. Yeah, that yes. that's that actually makes, a great. Because she can walk example. down the street. She can any walk day. down the street. Yeah, that's a great And then example. you turn on HBO and she snatches your wig. Yes. Yeah, with her mm-hmm. talent. I, I feel that. So and it, she got a check, a mm, coin, a coin. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like it was, it was, it can be overwhelming. So going from that to this intimate off Broadway show that was about blackness mm-hmm. was so healing. That's in, wonderful. In the process and Dominique is such a she loves like women and community and like mm. girlfriends and sisterhood yeah so getting to work with her a second time you know being a little more comfortable in the piece we got to kiki and we got to mm-hmm. work together on stage one night because yeah. you know simone couldn't make it because she was oh, shooting right and um simone was in luke cage at the so time was, she was yes. se- uh, shooting yes. season two i believe that's my girl yeah mm-hmm. you know we went to greece together and france I did. oh wow yes that was just recently though, wasn't it? I took my mom to Greece and France because Simone that. had told me like a while. She told me like a couple weeks before that that her and her mom were going. She was like, "Do you want to come?" Da 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 da. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I do." So I got my stuff together and then I called my dad and got my mom's schedule and then I surprised oh. her and I was like, "You're coming to Greece and France." And so we did like That's a mom so daughter trip with Simone and her mom. That is, that is so, so beautiful. beautiful. It was so fun. It was like. I just I was like we could make a movie about this like this yeah. and nothing like 
extra happened. Mm-hmm. It was nothing dramatic, but it was just so fun to see four women kind of like four black women. Mm-hmm. And they, it was like you know how like you you kind of have to rest yourself into a hug. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all got there and we were kind of like this, and then by the end of the trip, we had kind of like built just, this. It was a little safe net for the four yeah. of us to be oh, ourselves. Wow. You were ex- you exhaled. We exhaled. Yeah. Oh my god, we were so cliche. <laughs> and wait, how long we are there? We were there for I think like eight or nine days. Wow. Yeah. So. We did Santorini and we mm-hmm. did um, Paris. See, the fact that you could just pick beautiful. up and in a couple of weeks just be like, I'm going to Greece and France. Sometimes it's a sacrifice, Drew. Listen, I understand hey, the well, sacrifice. Well, you made that sacrifice. Made you did, sacrifice. right. It was a beautiful it. one, My too. My dad was like, she's right. never going to forget this. And the fact, Amen. Right, the fact yeah. that you were able to, like, you know, that we were able Ooh. to do for our parents. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. that does something for us, it doesn't cool. it? It was cool. So Simone and I got really close doing Paradise Blue, which was really fun and I just it was just such a beautiful experience and the men in that show yeah. you know Keith Randolph Smith is this big teddy bear Francois mm. is like this kind of mysterious geek he's so geeky about so many things mm, but he's yeah. also just such like a calm presence and man to be around mm-hmm. um, and he, you know he brought his baby at one point come on baby and I got to nibble on a leg and I was good and then um, we had Alphonse who was just like this incredibly talented, mm-hmm. just raw brother. Like, I yeah. just loved working with him and just all of his, you know, who he is, because I'd never met him before. So it was, and it was great to, like, be able to have an intimate connection with someone like him, because yeah. he's a lovely person. So yeah. it worked out. I love that. And I loved, oh, I love I loved it. every minute. That's so dope. Yeah. That's what's up. So how was the direction different in, in Paradise Blue with working with Ruben? Uh, you know, I have worked with Ruben before because mm-hmm. I did it in Williamstown. Right, right, right. And then uh, Ruben cast me in Encores, this musical that they did. Um, oh my gosh, I just forgot the name of it. <gasps> That's terrible. It bees like that. Yeah. It the the literally bees like that. Oh, it's the cabin, cabin in the, the sky. The cabin in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the the part was. Um, Ruben calls everything an ensemble piece. But I'm like, yeah. no, no, Ruben, there are still principal players. <laughs> right. And I was like new coming out, you know. And Ruben had me come in and I played like a featured ensemble role. And I said, well, you know, if I'm going to do this, like, can I shadow you? And he was like, no. Oh. He was like, you can assist me. Mm. So I ended up working with him as an assistant director as well as being a performer in the piece. Oh, wow. And that was really incredible for me because one I got to see how his mind works yeah so going he's on a he on does a different, different thing. thing he does a yeah. different thing and getting to have like a taste of that from the from the you know from behind Bond the table scenes, and yeah. seeing why he does what mm-hmm. the way he does um, because it, he got those August influences uh, completely mm-hmm. yeah all just all of that is yeah. in there and getting to show up in a room with him knowing his style and why he does what he mm-hmm. does it took away all of my actor can I say bullshit? Yeah, yeah. come on now. I took away yeah. all my actor bullshit because it was just like I didn't take notes a certain way or um, I understood why he was asking me to do the things he was asking yeah. me to do because I started to understand. Instead of trying to defend yourself. Yeah, and, said, mm-hmm. and you know, when I get a note, it was just like, I'm going to try it that way right. because there's a reason I should try it that oh, way. Oh, I love that, so yeah. Something about the way I'm doing it isn't working and you know, that's, that's, look, that's, that's hard. That's taking time mm-hmm. too because yeah. there was a time I was like, Every note was like, you know, just like an internal <laughs> right, struggle. Like, oh my God, like you just stabbed a me in my heart. monologue would yeah. just flow out of me. It just was <laughs> and the red, you know, just like, well, I did it because. Right. So it was just really lovely to walk back in the room with Ruben, who's just, you know, and they love, they love Detroit. So oh, much yeah. so that I packed up my bags. And went to Detroit. And went to Detroit. Really? Oh, yeah. 
and it just worked out nicely. Something about that thing in Detroit is popping. You know, you get on that little train, it. you get to the little casino. I had to see it from go myself. downtown, like you know, what I'm saying the Detroit be <laughs> popping. Wait, wait a second, you know be, be, why a casino? Because the casino be popping in, in Detroit. You know, they have the buffets in there, and you know, so you get to gamble a little bit. Like you, you can okay. smoke it. I, I used to go because I could smoke inside the buildings. I just uh, like to go and be able to. That was one of the one places you could go and smoke. We and still went smoke to inside. Detroit. I'm like that. Drew. You went to museums. We went to museums. Oh, I ain't never been in a museum. <laughs> he said, "Look, I went to the Woolworth. Look, I went to the club. I don't be doing a nigga shit. I was down there being black and gay. Doing right. I was down there being black and gay. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I couldn't do at home. Okay, I was." Gonna be a black again because I couldn't be gay at home. <laughs> smoking, drinking, right, smoking and drinking. Doing right. that shit I love. Right, hello, walking around being free. Yes, liberation. Drew, I feel like you were supposed to be born in like the twenties or something. Listen, Just I would be you, dead with that curl on your head. Or with my we mouth, about that before? Yes. <laughs> with nigga, be like no. With the way my mouth is set up, I would have been dead. <laughs> nigga, what? Do you hear me? Like you got me all the way fucked up, and I'm light skinned and pretty too. You got me all the way fucked up to think you're gonna be talking to me crazy or treating me cr- like what I can't do? take it now. All right, then mm-hmm. 2018 is right where you. I can't. Be. Thank. You. I'm so glad that mm-hmm. I am because I can't take it now. The but Lord you know knew. what? When people ask those questions on Twitter, like what era would you go back to if you could? There's always Every white people. Time, I'm like I, I, I wouldn't. I would rather stay here. Right, mm-hmm. and I don't even want to be here. I can I go to the future? <laughs> right, <laughs> where, where I don't mm-hmm. have to. Can I go to Wakanda? Please. Like, come on now. Send me any. Anywhere, yeah, like some vibranium, <laughs> right? Hello, shit, blow all this shit up. Fuck what you heard? Um, but yeah, so I, I like I. I love Detroit, mm-hmm. and so I'm glad you got to experience. That. I did, and I took my parents to that, and we had an uncle that I hadn't seen in like ten years, so we got to see him and hang out with his new his family, and it was just it, I just it, I just was impressed with the whole history of the city and the impression yeah. wow. the impression that it has made in the veins and the DNA of this country. That's what's up. Oh, I love absolutely! It. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I think about like. I'm sorry. No, you no. Go ahead. The Temptations, the musical. That's right. right. Ain't too proud. I saw it. In Written DC. by Dominique. Did you? I saw it. In yes. DC. And I first off, I took Amber, uh-huh. and I was like, uh-huh. she was like, not. She was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know how Amber. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she was like, I don't know. We'll see. The best part of this that experience in DC. Is seeing not her. only was seeing Amber in a sea of chocolate men. Yeah. Staring at her. Yeah. Also to watch. Wait, none of them was on stage. No. Oh, okay, I'm talking okay. about like out at night. Yes. I was gonna say, look at her. I'm so done with you, Drew. <laughs> like wait, what show is that? What's what happening? Oh. Like okay, wait, no, 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 do no. I need to bleep that? No, <laughs> no, it's, no okay. it's, it's okay, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, seeing seeing her come alive at the end of the the curtain call, mm-hmm. she jumped to her feet. Wow, yeah. I felt so vindicated. Now you know when Amber jumped to her feet. I you know when Amber <laughs> jumped to her feet on the show. You know it's good. Come through. And I did. I kept looking at her like I can't believe you don't believe me that 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 but this it is could good. be as good as. I think it is. Well, Dominique, wow. Dominique yeah. puts a book together. Yes. She puts a story together. Yes, she mm-hmm. She's a, a dynamic, a brilliant storyteller. So she's a genius. Yeah, she got, like she got quite literally. Literally, literally. she's a genius. A MacArthur genius. Like, and there was a text chain in the cast. Like, mm-hmm. yo, can you lend me some money? <laughs> right. Of course, <laughs> I already like, know what. That's good. Right. Like, I know you got a little. Can I get five Gs? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like black people. Just right. Like black people. So, Dominique, do you want to sponsor Broadway Black? <laughs> Like, what are your next moves? Right. What's happening? Are you into like producing? Oh, you know, do you want to be a financial 
you know, can solve blessing, <laughs> just be a blessing. Because <laughs> you got the coin. Okay. Look, we all know. We read We all know. But if we anybody all... is going to use that for like good, worse oh my God. Her. Oh my mm. God. I mean, you will never meet a non lazy person in your life. When, mm. when I tell you that I'm, I'm fully expecting some type of yeah. dynamic artist housing or something to like. Oh, it's going to be spectacular. Something just, mm-hmm. just uh, like something that only she could Con- think of and do. It's I promise gonna, you. It's not going to be basic. Yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm, I cannot wait to see that. I'm Me so too. proud She's and happy for it. But yeah. Um, so I'm so glad you got to see that. And I'm hoping that y'all get to see it. It's coming to Broadway, y'all. So make sure I get your tickets for Y'all yeah, better see it. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be in that Please get your tickets. Um, it's so good. We, we, mm-hmm. We've learned all about Crystal and Lloyd. Hey. hey. We're going we to move on into the into what we're going through this week. What yeah. ha- so, Danya, you've been in, in previews for mm-hmm. Fireflies. You open tomorrow. We open tomorrow. Oh, that he's bad about, boy. He's talking about he got his look and he won't tell me what it is. He always no. trying to make me wait oh, to nigga, see the look. You want to wait tomorrow, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> I guess. What's up? I get now. I gotta go shopping. I feel like I gotta go to a vintage store tomorrow to get get my look yeah. together because I don't know if I have it. Oh, come through. I feel like I gotta pull up a little bit more. Come right. through. You always pull up though. So well, you know that's part of my aesthetic. But you know maybe I need a little bit, a <laughs> couple of more stairs. I might see y'all at the party. Come, come through. I can't come to the show because I'm performing tomorrow night. Get your line. Come. Where you performing at? Broadway stands up for freedom. It's the it's with the ACLU. Oh okay. I was mm-hmm. some some white. I don't know nothing about that. Um, <laughs> you're probably the only black person on the bill. Are you? Are I, you? I never look at these things. You true. don't? Why? I can't look at these things. Why? Because I don't want to go in feeling some type of way. She just want to show up. Right. Do what she got to do. Work. Get the I coin. I want to put out my good mm-hmm. energy. I want to put out the good yes. energy that I got. And that's a good way of looking you. at it. And that's why I love you so, so much. Because even when I approached you and I thought you were mad at me and I was telling you, I said, I thought you didn't like oh. me for the longest time. You even, like, you lifted me up. And you still do that. You still reach out to me and say, you know what? Like I, you know, I'll be on my Instagram story doing mm-hmm. some shit. She's like, that voice is gonna heal hearts. I know that's right. She just, she just reaches out and just come on now, comes through mm-hmm. with the come through. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you, listen, I love you so much. So I love that you do that through. because you remind me that the, I need to do that because you know I'm cynical. Oh, same here. And and I'm and I'm I've been jaded by this industry. Oh, so yeah, yeah, my yeah. go-to is like yeah. a joke or you know, and I, sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's not the best. And I and, but I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind that this business was not built for us. And so I often see that. Yeah. And I try to like no get past that. Not a lie. I really try to get past that and I'm trying to work through that because I want to see the good in, in everyone and I want to mm-hmm. see, but it's difficult. It's taken a lot of therapy mm-hmm. for it, me it, to get to this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, when I started the therapy? When? When I started Dear Evan Hansen. Ooh. Wow. So it takes a lot. It's taken a lot of therapy. Yeah. Because so, mm-hmm. the business can be very... Fickle. Yeah. yeah. They can be tricky. But I'm, I'm like so great grateful for whatever happened in whatever time in those two yeah. years good bad because so so much good stuff happened yeah, yeah. you know but i that hear you good. it's hard to walk into certain situations feeling like because black this is what black people do like he says something about this right here mm-hmm. and you immediately said make sure they know we didn't do it well, she's pointing at hey this. she's pointing at uh there's a device here that you just said to, that because yes. that's real and that's because automatically I have been in rented space that's so real you just said who that are not of melanin and if something is like, oh, this mic is wonky, no one, no one's worried about it coming back at them. Yeah, we are always worried. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. she's pointing at there's a mm-hmm. thing here that that houses the the uh, the 
the headphones, mic, yeah, the headphones, and, and so we can all hear of that. what we're saying yeah. and stuff while we're recording. And something had happened to it, and he said, "You might hear a little buzz." And I said, "Oh, well, I don't want them to blame us, mm-hmm. you know, since we're in here with, you know, yeah." And who knows if they know it's wonky but that's or not? Something you know what I mean? People got to do, mm-hmm. and we it's and we innate. hate to think that. Yeah. So the minute you walk into a situation where you don't see another person like you, there is an innate DNA thing mm-hmm. that makes you go. You clock that, mm-hmm. and you clock everything but, from there on out how you are perceived, mm-hmm. and it's hard. It's, I'm not even Thank saying I'm saying not even that. saying mm-hmm. that Dear Evan Hansen was some kind of bad experience. Like yeah. they did, they were so awful to me. I'm not saying that, that but, at all. But you put me in a situation as a black woman to mm. be the mm. only black woman, black woman, black and black person. I mean, there was not, and, and, and you know. You can help it. You can't help it. I'm sure they have reasons and what. It doesn't matter. Well, they. Point well, is, is in, in my have, opinion, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'll, well, I'll you know, it's like when it comes to like we just need more black producers. Right. We need more black theater owners because some of these things, it's like I could be mad at them for not having anybody on the creative team that's black, but I'm like, but you know what? Where are the black kids who are showing up and saying I'm gonna like, you know, chart your music. Right. Want to be your assistant? It's like how do we get those kids into these rooms? I'm not even saying they're not trying. I'm right. saying how do we get them into these rooms? Yeah. So as a black person, it's like it is emotionally taxing every day to show up at a place where you don't know if you're going to be protected or looked out for because mm. it's, it's emotionally taxing you have to spend mm-hmm. every day kind of like learning how to be yourself in this environment with these people wow yeah mm-hmm. and and is, is myself enough is myself mm-hmm. enough am I am I going to be okay you know what mm-hmm. I mean and it's um, it, so mm. it took time but man I'm so glad that you yeah. said that because I have been trying to find the words to process that and I know that I talk about it a lot on this mm-hmm. show but it be, it's because of the fact that trying to trying to um blaze a path that nobody else has done before mm-hmm. and working in spaces with white people that mm-hmm. will not look out for you that mm-hmm. will take advantage of you that will um, stretch you thin mm-hmm. that will stress you out mm-hmm. um, it's it's emotionally yeah. taxing and, and you're asked to be vulnerable, especially in a rehearsal room. You're asked to be up there in front of these people. To open yourself up. Being yeah. as vulnerable and making yourself, you know, you, you know, you have to, I have to serve the role of Evan. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like everything I do on stage is to serve the role of Evan. Yeah. And to serve this story and this piece. And But if you're, if you're self-conscious and constantly, you know, just not mm. feeling like you have the confidence in yourself. You don't love yourself because I struggle with that, yeah. you know, and and I'm sure we all can mm-hmm. relate to that as yeah, artists. Definitely. But how do you walk into a room where you're already insecure? Mm. Yes. And you're like, and now there's nobody here to look out for me. Nobody mm-hmm. to support me. Yeah. No one. Wow. Yeah. Child. Woo! Yeah. My God. Okay. You better speak that. Listen, that was a thing. You better speak um, all of that. But Fireflies, mm-hmm. in your process with uh, previews, and we're opening mm-hmm. tomorrow. We open. How you feeling, that bad boy? Tomorrow, niggas exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Because you're working on like three and four other things right now mm-hmm. too. Yeah, Can we talk about any of those things? We yet? cannot talk about God. any single one of them yet. But as soon as I get the okay, y'all will know. You are know. planting those seeds. Yes, indeedy. Listen, yes, he's he doing more than planting the seeds. This is a this is a mm-hmm. time of like what is it called? You just gotta like is it reaping? You know something? how okay? So you know how when it's actors you know when actors like book projects and then they go and film and they be like in production and then they be post production and then all of a sudden it just be like one thing after another mm-hmm. after another to just pop up. You just seem like, mm-hmm. damn, you did that movie and did that. When did you do all this mm-hmm. shit? Because we saw you doing this already, mm-hmm. but then in the, in the background you were doing this, this, all this, 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 and this. Yeah. And all of a sudden they just come out, boom, boom, back to boom, back, boom. Back to back like, to back. that's Donye right now. Yeah. I already know. Yeah. Like, I already know. Yeah. So like a blow up. Like life is, God, I was um uh, talking to an actress last Sunday night at uh, previews and she was saying that 
God is God. Um, instead of saying like God is good because that's so reductive, um, mm-hmm. but like God is God, and like that's the space yes. that like I've just been in and really thinking and cultivating. Just like God is God, and I was talking about um, to her every. I think I might have shared this on one of the episodes. I can't remember if it was like on the episode or afterward. But um, I do a manifestation board every year, and the top of this year um, on the man, on the manifestation board um, is a word that I speak every single day before I leave the house, and the word for this year is. A abundance um hallelujah. and that is what's been uh happening this year just like an hallelujah of abundance um and when a nigga can talk about all the abundance mm-hmm. a nigga he will listen okay and i'm gonna be the first one shout me and brandon <laughs> okay we come through <laughs> yes. um, but right now i cannot say shit um but yeah so fireflies open tomorrow not even about the the bucket of chicken not even about the bucket of chicken Damn, I can't say that's gonna be a good. Can, can we? Will we ever be able to talk about that? Um, it's a possibility. Yeah, okay, it's okay. a possibility <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, but so. It, you y'all, want me y'all to spill all the tea. I, listen, you don't want me to spill all the tea. So y'all, about it all. I want y'all to make sure y'all ask and tweet Donye and text him or whatever you can do and tell him it's like, when we going to be able to talk about the bucket of hashtag chicken? Hashtag bucket of chicken. Right. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, hashtag bucket of chicken. Um, but don't worry, we will know. But so uh, for the past three weeks, uh, we've been in previews um, for Fireflies. And I can't, I can't remember if it was the last episode or episode before um, you were talking about um, because you and Brandon came to the first preview, mm-hmm. and I was over it. You were over. I it. was completely over it. Yeah. Um, it took me a while. Oh, because you listened to the show and you weren't here, and I was talking yeah, about it. Yeah, okay. and I listened to it. Um, and was yeah, you I mad was, at me? No, I wasn't mad at okay. you at all. Um, I was mad at myself. What? I was mad at myself for presenting that work. Um, I just I didn't feel proud of it. It was and, and you talked and I told about you it. You were in your head about yeah, it. Yeah. Thinking like, nigga, this is no. Great. It was and so and so. Here's the thing with uh my work and on the page how it was written what I love so much what I love to write is I love to write about the body and what the body does I'm really interested in how the body responds to grief Mm -hmm. how the body responds to joy how the body responds to love to a multitude of emotions I enjoy the body more so than I enjoy language Mm -hmm. and I try to uh, marry the two. So like in my text, there are spells, right? Where is the character's name and a character's name and no dialogue. Um, and that can be like an entire page. And I'm interested in like what that means. Like what is the body saying? Because we can talk and talk and talk, but we but can be body, lying through the skin yes, of our teeth. And the, mm-hmm. body the body will never lie. Yes. So I'm really interested in that. So I have built-in spells within my work. I have built-in uh, moments of silence and pauses and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so throughout uh, a lot of the preview process, um, I could just tell that the rhythm was off. And there were some things that I built into the play, some spells, some moments of silence and these pauses that, that were not weren't being needed conjured. at all. Not yet, not so much being conjured. That was one element, but then also that a nigga didn't need to put that in there mm. uh. because that wasn't necessary in that moment. And so it was really racking my brain for two weeks. We had a three-week preview process, and for literally two weeks, um, I kept going back to the play, like doing rewrites, doing edits, taking things out, moving mm. things around, uh, just to really get it to well, now a place. That like I, I I needed to be at. and like I've been looking at the um, performance reports that's been coming in like after every show and it's mm-hmm. like 
it's getting better and better yeah. and it's locked mm-hmm. in and people are like in the rhythm know the rhythm and I'm I, I, I feel strong in the work now when you and Brandon came I did not feel strong good at all that makes me happy because you know I don't so, like yeah. seeing you like that yeah it was, but I understand that's part of your process yeah and so I, I, I was very reserved in my commentary mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it just wasn't ready for you like it yeah. wasn't ready for commentary there was nothing that I could say mm-hmm. or do to make you feel any better about it you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and so that's I, a real place yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and you know, I love a good commentary. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Um, and I would just, yeah, I was, I. I was trying not to feel defeated because being in that space, I wouldn't be able to be a good playwright. Yeah. So I had to get over that and get over myself mm. and get over my ego and serve the work yeah. the best way possible. And then, of course, because we, we talk about the things that I can't talk about right now. So being in the preview process on top of these other big projects that I also have like executives and people um, calling me about and giving me notes on and having deadlines for that. So it was like, I'm one man. Right. How can I get all of these things done mm. um, and just like navigating and finding balance and like yeah. what does balance look like for me and what are those things that are far more important yeah. um, and I'm the most important you are um, so having to focus on me and taking those moments when yeah. you know what Danye you gotta leave this script alone you have mm. to leave this outline alone leave mm-hmm. this treatment alone right now and rebuild you focus mm. on you and a nigga been loving a good lavender bubble bath yes <laughs> okay yes. it's been bringing yes. me through come on lavender it's been bringing me through with some good old Epsom salt up in there some, I'm gonna get you some eucalyptus um, too come through oh that's a nice yeah you put a, a with it. Yes. you put a couple of drops mm-hmm. of eucalyptus on the bottom mm-hmm. of your shower Ooh. and let that steam on up in you Ooh. Oh my good. God! I'm when I tell it. you, it opens up your whole body. I'm yeah. with it. I usually do peppermint. All of it. Do you do pepper? I oh, do like see, no! Pepper. I will tell you this one story. Okay. Brandon put it on Facebook. <laughs> Trifling Lord. ass nigga. Um, <laughs> you, know gonna, you know he gonna listen. <laughs> Jerrica's a fan. I know he is gonna listen. Jerrica's been listening to the podcast, since and he's he gonna be like, "Yes, I did." And so um, he got a bottle of peppermint. I really ain't know what peppermint give. And the full extent to what peppermint can give. So I give myself a nice bath and I pour a good old bottle of peppermint. I close the door. (laughs) I get my entire body. In the bath, and I'm just enjoying. I got Jill Scott playing in the background, but good. Literally, it was just two minutes of paradise living my life, and I'm like burning. Why do I feel so hot? Flames. What's happening to me? I'm starting to sweat. But then, but then it was this weird thing of. Now why do I feel so cold? Ooh. What's happening right this is now? Your body. It was I don't everywhere. Like that. I don't like that. And y'all, I don't like that. I don't and y'all, like that. but y'all keep in mind, and y'all even Chris' face is gagging. That would make me feel like. Am but I y'all dead? like, am I dead? But y'all like how I love the did first. Did I just lose? Did I? Am I, am I paralyzed? That's where I go. The first thing I love to do whenever I get into a bath is dip my whole body in, so my head underneath the water. <laughs> and so I'm like, what is happening? I hop out. I'm burning up. Y'all, mind you, this is like January, February. I hop out. I open up all the windows because it's hot as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's cold. I'm like, but I'm burning up. And mind you, I, I love the you heat. Love Drew hot. will tell you, I love the oh heat. Oh my gosh, but I'm like, I'm burning hell. 
up. He like, Danye, it's actually really, really cold. I'm burning up, and then I then I do get really cold because I have all the windows right. up, so I have to get underneath the covers. I'm like, I'm still hot now. Oh my it would be worse. That's so I'm a little. I say all that you say. I'm a little hesitant. That's a nightmare. When you talk about you peppermint gotta, you oil, do a drop. Oh just a drop. I don't want to do no drops. You are triggered. That okay. Traumatizing. Because a nigga literally did a death drop in that peppermint. Okay. <laughs> so no, thank you. No, Whitney. Oh it was horrible. Out of here. You almost it was horrible. And so when I talk about Brandon trifling ass, because he was laughing the entire time, he, he couldn't control it. Brandon so me. So he has to put on Facebook, y'all should see Danye, his dumb ass. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that was so, supposed to be between us, nigga. Not the whole social media world. I, can't, I cannot. Oh, um, my God. So, yeah. So I I'm forgot about that, but so that you is you figured out your me time. Yes. It will not be a peppermint. It will ass. not be. It absolutely will not be. And well, then some like other things. That, uh, <laughs> moving on Hello, from Danye's nonsense. Um, uh, had a, a, a internal reading. Uh, so MTC commissioned me to write a play. Bitch, uh, you know I'm mad at you for this too. Because why? You know I work at MTC. I listen. Do. I, I, blame shat, it, blame shat, it on my mind, uh, not on my heart. That's okay. Okay. Because listen, I'm sitting there, so I'm at my desk, mm-hmm. and I can see because I work at the front desk, mm-hmm. and so I can see all the spaces. Yeah. And I know who's in the space, but I didn't look at the the calendar for the day. So uh-huh. I come in and I'm just sitting there chilling. I saw a sign that says the North Star. And I'm just, you know, eating my apples and peanut butter. <laughs> Doing what he do. Yeah, eating my apples and peanut butter. And I'm like, the North Star, that sounds like, that's, I know that's Diane's play. Did somebody didn't take the North? Did somebody, did somebody take, take that name? Play? I know damn well Diane would have told me. Right, like, he, he was be here. here today. And so I'm like, I just kept looking at the sign. I said, no, nah, okay, he can't be here. So then the door opens up. <laughs> they on a break. The door opens up and the black people start coming. I said, oh, no. I uh-huh. said, Wait. I picked the I said, plot is thickening. Let What's this, up? Let this nigga be in here. And I said it loud. I said, let, let this, this nigga, nigga be, be in here. here. And sure enough. I said, oh, yeah, nigga. And sure enough. And I said, he said, oh, hey. Hey. I can see the unveiling of the hands. I said, like, oh, no, nah, nigga. You in here doing a North Star and nobody told me because nothing. Because literally that oh, hey came from, oh, yeah, Drew is here. <laughs> and like I said, blame it on my mind, not my heart. Listen, I Not was, my heart. And this is a whole new cast from what I've seen. But, yeah, it is. Because, like, I'm just, like, still exploring, like, figuring out, like, the piece and, like. And a different director? Um, Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, um, who I've been working with, um, she is slaying the game. She's a director directing a piece um, uh, 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 across the country. Um, so, yeah, so, and Malika. then also, yeah, Malika, Malika Oyeman, um and C.V. Walker-Webb, who uh, directed um, this Ain't entire no and from, yeah, Ain't No More, which will be at the public. Um, he's somebody who's been on my radar for a minute, who I really want to work with, and it felt like the stars aligned. Um, and he was, so, I'll say this one little thing, you know uh, the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's always so interesting. I, I, I will talk about it till the cows come home. Uh, who I love to write about and who I write for are black people, are queer people, are black and queer people at the intersection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I is I let that be known. Yeah. And it's always so interesting um, now with the bulk of these institutions obviously being white institutions. So it was an internal reading for MTC and uh, the bulk of their staff and the people who make the decisions. So, Steve and I are sitting all the way in the back on the second day, which is the day that we had the reading, and then MTC starts piling in, and of course, it's 
all white people, right? Mm -hmm. And so I uh, say to Stevie, it's always so frustrating telling these black ass stories. Mm. And then you don't see yourself reflected in terms of the people who quote unquote make the decisions yeah. for mm -hmm. the stories that get to be told, that get to be on stage. Mm -hmm. And so the piece talks about a multitude of things. And one of the things um, it talks about um, is the prison industrial complex. So Stevie says, quick as a whip, oh, don't worry, my nigga, I got you. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what? What he about okay. to do? So when he gets up to introduce the piece and uh, just like set the tone, um, he starts counting off one through five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. Every fifth person has to stand up. Mm. And Stevie is um, a bomb ass director. He's How many also, people are in this room? Um, it might have been maybe 15 to 20 people, okay. maybe like 15. Um, and so, like I said, CV is biomaster director and a holistic director as well, um, and really cultivating a space where the ancestors are welcomed and present mm. yeah. um, and operating from that uh, uh, aesthetic. Mm. And so I'm like, what the fuck is this nigga about to do having like these people stand right. up? So once every number five person stood up, he says, um, in America, every one in five black uh, males are sent to jail. So the people standing right now represent within this room um, the black men that are in prison right now. Wow. And everyone who's sitting down are the moms, are the children, mm. are the grandparents. Mm. And so he, he was like I, like, I just want, as we're getting into this play, I need for you all to realize that and this was happening to the black community with the black community um so like just that just just having a, a, a director who um was brave enough um and who understood the piece enough to even like implement that into something as simple as an internal reading yeah um so yeah so that was a part of uh that's my beautiful. time off and just like all of this well i wanted to share something yes i'm gonna talk about my week mm -hmm. but i wanted to share something too that you were just speaking about so this mm -hmm. uh, playwright ike Coulter um had something that he wanted to say he said this has been on my mind a lot if you get me, you get me. He says, um, in quotations, we really like the we really like the play, but does it have to be set in Chicago? This script is great, but we worry our audience won't understand what Chicago is. Have you thought about putting the action in New York? He said, I get this shit constantly, laugh out loud, and it's weird. As we speak, uh, I'm supposed to respond to a great large organization and explain to them that no, the play they want is still going to be set in Chicago and no, people won't have a hard time figuring out what Chicago is. I see people, I see show after show that takes place in New York. They talk about their city like it's a character. When will that phrase die? Uh, as a kid, I knew street names, store chains, and zip codes from growing up watching movies, TV, and plays set in that city. I hadn't ever been to New York, but I could tell you a million things about the differences between Brooklyn and the Bronx. For some reason, it's completely mm. acceptable and encouraged to write as specifically as possible about New York. Mm. Uh, the fact Fact, uh, um, the fact that a character in any film can say I'm from Chelsea Midtown, the Upper West Side, and get a laugh shows us how much we all know about how NY presents itself. But when Chicago comes up, forget about it. It's a cold. It's cold. It's always cold. Chicago means ethnic and dirty and black on black and mm. undocumented ing ing uh, undocumented neighborhoods and non-majority and non-white majority to deal with the specificity I can't even speak Come to deal down. with the specificity right. in a city that means the work in a question will take place where many people's greatest fears reside it's not hard to figure out what a that a character saying go to the jewel means a grocery store it's not difficult to figure out what someone's someone holding a moo in an oink bucket means when someone says they're going down 
Lakeshore Drive, you don't need to Google to find information. Mm. Look, I think more shit needs to take place in Chicago, and I'm so damn happy every time something takes place here. It's legit exciting. It's important for people to see images of us that aren't nightmare scenarios from our president or our mayor begging the Olympics to come so he can get a ride up the South Side and any positive representation is uh, is not only welcome, it's necessary. Seeing a place you've never been tells an audience that people live there, not headlines, but actual human beings. So yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to say that I'm sick of having these conversations. Some of them even happen in this city uh, where old white dudes won't think twice about putting up shows in alternate dimensions Mm -hmm. that require a fucking key in the program to understand location. Uh, But we'll never produce a local writer writing about their city because old whites feel deeply for trolls and witches if you ask them to see a show set with actually brown people they will collapse. Uh, We want respect and that means ignoring our own community and chasing something more legitimate and it's bullshit because what we have is more than enough and that shit is worth something. Uh, We're forced to to understand London and New York and LA and every piece of entertainment emphasized with the plight of the people and the specificity of their location. Shy is the third largest city in the country. Shit is not that complicated. Okay, so I said that to basically say that he is talking about setting all his because all his work is really set in Chicago because mm-hmm. that's where he's from. Mm-hmm. But having to it explain that um, to some to you know larger institutions and explain to them that it's hey, this is it's it's this is real. Like these are mm-hmm. people. We're not going to keep doing the same old one dimensional thing because that's what you think of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Let's change the narrative, mm-hmm. and that's what you often have to do is change the people's viewpoints mm-hmm. on what they think they what they think they're seeing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I thought that that was just really unique. That's what you reminded me of of that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'll move on. But yeah, it's I, I get a hundred percent. It's it's super duper. It's extremely tiring. And like, there's been so many conversations when I'm talking to like artistic directors and having to like fight for shit. And like, no, I'm not going to do that. That might mean. And 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 then also, it's it's so interesting because um, having to figure out exactly like the way to navigate mm-hmm. certain conversations because I could be looked at as that black gay ass writer who is difficult who won't do this, who won't do that, and so be it. But, like, letting people know. So I understand exactly what he's talking about, how um, tiring, like, this shit is of having to um, speak for, it feels like you're speaking for all of your people Mm. all the time when you get in certain spaces. When I'm just speaking for Donye. Right. I'm speaking for Donye. And your experience in Exactly, exactly. I'm not speaking for all of Philly. I'm not speaking for all of blackness. I'm not speaking for all of You're telling a specific story. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm But yeah. yeah, I love that. Okay. So, I mean, I know that rambled on about that whole post. I probably didn't even read that right because I was just like trying to get through it. Um, it was called Fire and Passion. You know? And Necessary. Um, yeah. But if you know Ike Holter, um, please, he is like one of the the best people as this like activist, or I guess mm. you could say for like Facebook, mm-hmm. um, people that you see all to, uh, you know, a lot uh, that really have some viewpoints that you want to like, yes, like, yes, like you want to shout on, like mm-hmm. Chris does and Danye does and Dominique Mariso, and you know, all the, all the great, <laughs> the greats uh, in the industry. But my week was really great. Um, I, um, I've just been on my, my health journey. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I'm staying focused. I'm in it. Like, you know, I got my little gym bag with me today. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my little apples and peanut butter. You know, mm-hmm. Crystalline, you know, I went partook. in. Yeah, this nigga know. don't be playing, y'all. I, I am at all. But you know, and I was just telling you, too, that. Them crisp apple slices. Listen. Oh, he was enjoying Okay. They crunching were, down. Hello? <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm just. I'm, she went so I'm loud, enjoying. I forgot I finished mine. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you were? <laughs> I'm messing. I'm enjoying um, <laughs> just rebuilding my foundation. Mm, amen. I, I've I've gotten to a place where I just said no more. Mm-hmm. Um, no more will I self-medicate or self-sabotage myself. 
Um, and that's what I've been doing for a long time. And, and I love weed. I love smoking weed. I think it's great. And it worked for me until it didn't. Until it didn't. Until it, it did mm. not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and Was I there like a certain point where the weed just didn't work or it would just it just happened that way it ju- it sort of just happened like I you know when I came back from vacation from Puerto Rico mm-hmm. you know I smoked all through Puerto Rico like mm-hmm. I was down in old San Juan getting my weed every day yeah um, <laughs> um, and so I smoked in Puerto Rico and then when I came back I because I had drank every day too so I've been drinking so I was like let me stop drinking like I had just drank so much mm-hmm. and so I was like let me just give my body a break mm-hmm. um, and I started doing other things. And so then I was coming up on the Preacher's Wife workshop. And mm-hmm. so I was like, let me stop smoking. Like, let me stop smoking cigarettes. I stopped mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes because of that. Um, because I wanted to have, because we was parking and barking. Yeah. Like, um, so I wanted to make sure I was prepared for that. And so I stopped smoking cigarettes and that just sort of took took its thing. Mm. Um, and then the weed came is because if I smoke weed, I want to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. If I smoke uh-huh. a cigarette, I want to have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. It's all connected, for right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I've been doing it for eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is is a part of it. And so I said, well, I have to find a way to get rid of this as well because it's not serving me mm-hmm. um, anymore. It's not doing what it used to do for me anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I had to. I just said, let me let me just stop for ninety days. Let me see. But I'm all, I'm fourteen days into no weed. Wow. I am um you know a little bit over like about two months in. No drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, you know, a month and a half in to no cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easier for me because I have sort of to uh, address my trauma, the mm-hmm. things that have that have um, traumatized me or affected me as as a child and growing up, and sort of have made me. Um, you know, sort of have to self-medicate. Oh my gosh, when we had that conversation that day, and yes. I was talking about that with you. Yes. Just, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it is, it's um, a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I no longer have to walk, past, you know, I was also talking to Lee, Lee about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said to me, he said to me, he said, you know, he realized that something was going on when he said he had to walk, he walked past the mirror and he felt like he had to pull up um, and suck in his stomach mm-hmm. in front of himself. He's like, I can't even look at myself wow. mm-hmm. in the mirror. Um, that I have to pull, I have to suck in and pull up just to be able to look at me. Wow. Something is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And so that's what I was doing. Mm. I was literally having a difficult time to looking in my face. Mm. I would see dark circles underneath my eyes mm-hmm. because I wasn't sleeping properly. I was drinking. I was, you know, getting high. Um, and that worked for, I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I don't want anybody to think that, um, that I was like down like you know sometimes I was in a depression and sometimes mm-hmm. I wasn't but you yeah. know even if I wasn't I was still smoking weed mm-hmm. I was okay with that mm-hmm. um, and so I don't want anyone to think that, that that they have to do what it is that I'm doing to live a, a, a full life mm-hmm. or a better life that's yeah. not what I'm this saying this is your journey this yeah. is mine mm-hmm. yeah um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not uh, dismissing anybody that, that uses other ways right. to, to cope or to, to live in their life um, but I'm saying at this point in my journey in my life I am in the process of facing myself head on. Um, I'm done with the self-sabotage. I am done with um, allowing myself to feel defeated before I even begin. Hey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, You said that. And I'm I'm using my time um, now a little bit more wisely because I have to. Because if if I don't get up and like go to the gym or do something with my body that sort of gets those endorphins moving, like a blunt would would have done that for me. The blunt, I would wake up and I would roll a blunt. That would be my 
therapy, mm-hmm. um, just even the process, not even just the smoking part, the mm-hmm. process of the rolling, of the, the breaking the weed, yeah. Yeah. the ritual for me. It felt really familiar. It felt so familiar, mm-hmm. and I would use a lot of my time mm-hmm. to do that. So I would roll a blunt. I would be in the middle of rolling blunt. I would cook breakfast. I would do things. I would smoke and come on multitask. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on multitask. That, that would be my time, and that would yeah. take me about an hour, hour and a half. And now I use that time, and I go to the gym, and mm-hmm. I get on the treadmill. I listen to music. Mm-hmm. I do things that do something for my brain to get me moving. And if I don't, I find that I have a difficult time. So I don't like going to the gym in the evening. Sometimes I have to because I have to be at work early in the morning. Or mm-hmm. I have some place to be and I'm out later than I want to. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to find the balance within my schedule as, yeah. as far as doing that too. But you know, God also, God is just so awesome because mm-hmm. he knew that I was going going to go into this journey the first week of October. Mm-hmm. And the way I work at a Manhattan Theater Club, she did not put me on the schedule for the first week of October. Mm-hmm. And I said, you. I told, and I pulled her to the side. And I said, is there a reason why? Because you know, I like to, mm. <laughs> I like, I like to figure out what's up. I like to lay what's in. Up? I like to lay into the whites. Um, uh, when any opportunity that I get, I like to lay, <laughs> lay into, into the, the whites. whites. Yeah, I lay in. I, I mean, I, I get a hard lean into the whites. I, I know heard, you do. I once um, heard somebody say, um, white people show up. You know, if white people show up to a theater, they're like, you know, I hope no one's taking our seats. You know, we're right, late. Yes. Black people show up late to a theater, like, I wish, wish somebody, somebody would okay. be in my seat. Okay, like, I don't care how late I am. <laughs> Very that. These is okay. my seats. I pay. I could come at curtain call. Right. Why are you in my seat? Why Hello? you in my seat? Why are you in my seat? I'm ready to fight. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I was just in a place where um, I was ready to like go into her. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I <laughs> I'm already laughing <laughs> because so I approached her because she's new. So this is the first time really doing the schedule and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's new to the to the company. And so I said, um, is there a reason why I wasn't on the schedule for the first week? She said, oh, well, you know, I knew that you were going to pick up somebody else because sometimes I pick up because I'm going to be there working on my shit. Right, anyway. right, right, right. Um, so sometimes I'll pick up a shit for somebody else if they need it. Um, and she said, well, I just figured that you would pick up and I didn't want you to go over your part time hours. And this is and that. I said, well, that's. That's a that's extra. I said what I'm doing and, and doing that is to help you. I need you. a schedule. I need a real schedule. You can't not put just me put on me on the schedule, schedule for yeah. a week and then you think, say, oh well, he's gonna pick up some. Mm-hmm. No, that's, this is no, no, a part time job, job because right. you need to offer me part time hours. Right. Okay. So See? I said, I said, well, you've just messed up my money because I'm not doing this for any other reason but the extra coin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you just messed up my money. So now I'm going to go a week without a check. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem for me. So if I go and find another job this week, don't be mad, Mm -hmm. is what I told her. Um, You know, I wouldn't go find another job. I don't really (laughs) care that much to go and find another job. (laughs) But I'm telling her, so So don't be mad. What she was doing was unethical. She was not allowed to do that because she needs to offer you the part-time hours. That Mm -hmm. is part of your obligation as your employee. But see, because they set the, 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 the schedule for the entire month. I think that she had put me an extra day, but I also don't want to be there four days a week. Mm, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to be there day after day after day. Mm-hmm. Feeling like it's that feels like full time because mm-hmm. I got to get up out of my bed four you days out of the week. Like what the fuck? That feels. I don't care how many hours I'm here. If I have to get up four days out of the week, that feels full time to me. Like, I need benefits. <laughs> um, so I need benefits. So right, seriously. Um, <laughs> so I. Uh, so I. You know, I thought about it for a minute. And it's, you know what, God, whatever. Just something is is brewing here. Something mm-hmm. that you need me to do. So that first week, I was able to not go to to the job and not worry about mm-hmm. um, that interfering with my new lifestyle, mm. my new physical and and my energy and, and mm-hmm. going to the gym. You had I a had staycation. A, I had a staycation where I was able to get up and go and, and sort of figure out what my body needed um, to re- be able to really go on this this journey for physical health. Um, because I I I failed gym class, y'all. 
I was not. You I was did not, not fail. Oh yes, I did. It's not a fail, Pat. Of course, is it? Well, <laughs> if you got to show up. Oh, you didn't just. You just didn't show up. I wasn't getting. I was not getting dressed for gym. Gotcha. I was not going. I, I, I was gay. I was not going into the locker room. <laughs> this nigga <laughs> I was not getting. I was not getting dressed for the gym class. This nigga said I was gay. So like that should literally be the end of right. it. Like you don't gotta say nothing else. I was okay. gay. <laughs> like I was not. Go, I was not getting dressed. I was not about to be bullied. I was not about to be playing basketball. This wasn't my ministry. Gotcha. Um, you know, give me a field day all day, boo. You know what I'm saying? Give me, give me a, a tug of war. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not about to play basketball. I'm not playing dodgeball. I'm not. My hands are soft. My hands are soft. You, you feel that? I know. As he makes her <laughs> touch his hands. Yes, my hands are soft. Just in case you didn't know. He didn't know. offer them. He put them on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my hands are soft. You want to feel? <laughs> I get that. So I, I, get I wasn't that. I wasn't doing I'm not physical like that. That's Meanwhile, not my ministry. I lived in this ambivalent space when it came to gym. Because like, I don't want to do this shit. But oh, look at these boys. Listen. I lived in this ambivalent like oh I'm I'm so conflicted right, right. now what am so I fine. gonna do they fine. what am I I don't wanna be here right. I ain't gonna play ball with y'all niggas right but y'all fine but let me see a ball right <laughs> <laughs> look swinging slang a lang a lang lang okay, okay. <laughs> you thought I forgot but no I, no, I know you didn't oh. <laughs> but so yeah that, w- that just was my ministry so being trying to be physical and, and starting to work out and lift weights when I tell you I was in the bed crippled this first week yeah <laughs> like yeah. I'm <laughs> laughing because why did your hand because he it, demonstrated it, that's what it was it was the hands that went <laughs> I feel like this whole section needs to be a bleep <laughs> this whole section needs to be a bleep because you look like okay I'm not even gonna describe what you okay <laughs> cause this is not politically correct I didn't even say nothing you did something so that's just you the funny to drunk sometimes you don't even gotta say shit he just do shit oh god but like I, oh cause I said crippled <laughs> he don't even get it. Oh, That's the thing that fascinates me. This nigga don't even get it. <laughs> um, but Let's you continue. know what I'm saying, though. Like I, I mm-hmm. was literally like in the bed, just, just debilitated. I mean, oh debilitated. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was, ha- I felt like my arms were broken. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was having to, ru- I was having to rub the muscles all day long. Yeah. Like I could not move. Yeah. I mean, I was in the Epsom salt bath. I was yeah. doing everything I could. Um, but mm-hmm. I got over that because I kept going. I kept yeah. forced myself to do yeah. it. But yeah. I needed that week. I didn't realize I needed that week. Why are you? I'm, having, I'm trying to see you. I wish I saw you in bed that day. Just, I don't know. But I tell you, arms. I wish I like literally. I every like I literally was just sitting there just rubbing my arms consistently, and it just felt like it, it was. I like I needed a sling. Oh, I needed a sling. How amazing do you feel now? I feel great. Come on now, and That's I want to and I want to do it. Again, That's do you know what I mean? Come on now, because now it doesn't hurt like it's it called endurance. Come on now, built it up. I built mm-hmm. up, the, up the endurance, and so I'm I'm excited to do it. I'm now excited to do it. Now it's a challenge. Yeah, it's, it's no longer challenge. a chore. It's a challenge. Right. We mm-hmm. love a challenge. We do love a Come challenge. Come on now. Don't we, want a chore, but I love a challenge. Yes. Hey, yeah. Um, and so I'm just in that place where I am. I have addressed my trauma head on. I am talking about the things that have hurt me, um, that have caused me to, uh, you know, go down into depression. I've talked to the people that have. Um, been a part of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, family that has been a part of that. Um, I've addressed people that have made me feel like I was less than. Um, even just you know, people from my own hometown having conversations about me being gay and saying that God loves me and God loves that I'm mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. You Amen. know, and and people do not 
accept that. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to see that. And so when I present that... and You're I, messing and I, with the hard wiring there, Drew. Oh, yeah. They, they, a hard wiring. Hard. That is a hard wiring Wired. from yeah. birth. But so you see... That, that's but a see, glitch. I, but see, now I'm in a place where you cannot tell me, mm-hmm. especially if you don't... If you've never gone through what I've gone through, if you're not Amen. a gay person... Because niggas have been trying to tell you... For a how, long time. Creeping in. On the creep in. And, and like on the slide. Yes. And say, well, you know, I love you anyway. Don't, no, 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 don't no, no, fake no, no, love no, no, me. No, 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 yeah. Don't fake Love, fake me. love me. Don't you know you you can you, just go. You mm-hmm. can go because you have not added anything to me. You've only brought me down, mm-hmm. and I'm no longer in a place where I'm going to accept or tolerate Amen. being tolerated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not just going to tolerate me. You know what I mean? If you can't love me as a whole human mm-hmm. being, then I don't need you here. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I can offer you. There's nothing that you can offer me. You can go, mm-hmm. and that is fa- that is immediate family. Mm-hmm. That is you know, I think, they, I think they forget up with it's, and, it's an identity. Yeah. Don't don't. But they, but this, people think that it's a choice. Oh, that's that's chosen. Yes, of course. And so that's where we that's where we we differ. And so mm-hmm. when you think that something that I why would I ever choose this mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense to me. Why would I be ch- choose to be ridiculed? Mm-hmm. Why would I choose to feel ostracized? Mm-hmm. Why would I choose to, to to feel like people won't love me? You know what I mean? Why would I ever choose that? Yeah. That's something that has been in that has just grinded my gears. And when I started to do the research and and study scripture for myself mm-hmm. and have a, and go to God for myself mm-hmm. and pray over things and, and study things for myself mm-hmm. instead of being a, a a parrot and regurgitating what has been fed to me yeah. all of my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sense of freedom that I feel. Mm-hmm. Because in God there is freedom. Oh mm-hmm. my God. And peace. And love and understanding, mm-hmm. and because I'm, I'm in that place now, and it's and, and it's it's fresh, you know. I'm saying we're like two months, mm-hmm. you know, really two weeks in, because now my mind is a little bit more clear without the haze of of, of weed. And I love weed, like I'm, not, and I don't ever want somebody to feel like I am saying that you can't smoke weed because I'm eventually going to be smoking weed again. <laughs> Um, in, in, in due time in a way that is healthy for me um, and so I want people to do it in a way that's healthy for them because it is of the earth and it does open up and it does different things for different people mm-hmm. there are different strains there are different types there are so many different things that it can do for you medically and all of that good shit um, but I just being in a place where I'm able to see clearly for myself and make mm. decisions for myself and not think like oh what is this person going to think of me or oh mm. uh, uh, what is this person going to say about this and, and trying to live up to a perception mm-hmm I'm no longer like it is just chains. Amen. Just mm-hmm. broken, broken, broken chains. Well, like, we develop a codependence. Yeah. At a young age for very specific reasons for mm-hmm. whatever trauma we experience and that codependence lasts. Yeah. So when you're talking about, you know, I'm I'm in, I'm rebuilding the foundation, I'm putting in these practices, I think a lot of times we fall off the wagon because we forget that we know some of these things are so deep that it has to be daily. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not about reaching a destination or a goal weight. It's actually about continuing to Change, take care of yourself yeah. every day and watch the Consistency. evolution. It's the process. Yeah. It's the process. Mm-hmm. That's right. what it is at the end of the but day. But you know, sometimes you, you, you can't explain. Like, I've heard that. For over the years, I've read books about it. I've talked about it mm-hmm. with people. I've had conversations. And I've had days where it felt like, okay, I'm on the, on this. I'm, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it clicked. And then it didn't click. Mm-hmm. But there's something that really, like, you you really know when it really clicks for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, there's nothing that you can explain. There's nothing that anybody can tell you. And you're the only one that knows. And you're the only one that knows. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, almost like, oh, my God, I want to share this with everyone. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this change that I feel. 
Um, and now my action is starting to show mm-hmm. what I feel. Even though I felt it before, my body is now starting to move in a way that complements the feeling. Mm-hmm. That's that's the change for me. That's yeah. what clicked for me. Where just like I, I I was just telling my friend. I was telling my friend Fran. Um, hey friend, hey, and she was I was she she because she's like all into spiritual mm-hmm. um, guidance mm-hmm. and like uh, just you know meditating and all of that good stuff. And I'm and um, I, I look at her and I, I see something that that I want um, a sense of peace, a, a, a yearning of of um, growth that I want, and I want that, and I see that in her. So I was talking with her and I said, you know, I went to an event. That had an open bar. Now y'all know me. Mm. An open bar, bitch. <laughs> bitch. An open bar, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I'm drunk. <laughs> drunk <laughs> boots. Okay. Drunk <laughs> bitch, I'm boots. drunk. Like I got two glasses in my hand. Like <laughs> bitch, and I'm on the patio smoking a blunt. You oh, know what I'm bye, saying? Bye. Like, oh yeah. That's the night. That's First it. of all, where is the blunt? Like and two glasses in this nigga hand. Blunts in his mouth, just hanging out. Oh, y'all know I used to serve tables, so I can hold two glasses in one hand and smoke a blunt. Like I serve tables. Like I know how to carry glasses. So I was I mean, I'm getting double glasses. Like I but I went to so it was a Netflix a Netflix event for uh uh-huh. for CultureCon. Mm-hmm. So Michael was here last week. Um Michael um oh, Don't oh, have me jack up his last name. Oladio, I think I don't even think you said it right, but oh, no, I don't think you said it right. Um, Michael, I'm so sorry. Olade, uh, okay, I'm, I'm moving. Michael I'm sorry. from Invisible Thread. No, 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 not oh. that Michael. Michael from um, Scraps. Michael from Scraps. He was here Got on the show you. last week. He's also one of the uh, Creative Collective founders. Um, I thought he was about to say something else. No, he's one of. The, <laughs> 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 he's also one of the Creative Collective found uh, Creative Collective founders, and he helped build uh, the CultureCon uh, this week. Mm-hmm. So it was like a. Uh, I saw it all convention. over social media. I'm like, oh, this well, thing yeah, is... because it was popping. Yeah, like all of the black creatives were in the space, and we'll talk yeah. about that too. Um, but he, um, what was I saying? You were at CultureCon. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then I forgot what I was talking about. It was an open bar. Okay, yeah. yeah so we, it was this event. Blunts in your hand and right, drinks. So it was all these black people. And I I, I was um, a little nervous, a little shy mm-hmm. um, to speak to people that I, I really don't know. And, you know, sometimes I, I would, that's never been me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've, I've always been able to work a room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like in this particular space, I didn't have like the liquid courage. That mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can have a drink. Mm-hmm. So I went and got me a, a, gla- a wine glass with sparkling wine in it. Mm-hmm. Got me a sparkling wine. Got, I mean, not sparkling wine. Got me a sparkling water. Mm-hmm. Sparkling water with a little lime. And, and I just walked around with that in my hand um, to feel like I was doing something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I began to, but I was a little shy with talking to people. But it was nerve wracking for me because it's like, how am I going to be at this open bar and not drink? And mm-hmm. am I going to have a good time? Mm-hmm. Am I, what am I going to feel like? Mm-hmm. Like, do I belong here? You mm-hmm. know, like that sort of thing. And I met some really dope people, had mm-hmm. some really great conversations and went out on the patio and smelt the weed that people were smoking and, and you know, saw everybody drinking and getting lit and, and having full on conversations with each other. And I, I joined in. Um, but I felt like I was going to be different than everybody mm-hmm. else. And I wasn't Mm-mm. different. You were you. You know what I mean? I was myself, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a, that's one of the first times I've been able to do that and not like... I've always had a drink. Mm-hmm. That's just never even been an option mm-hmm. or just the thought like, oh, I'm not drinking. Like, that's never even been a thing mm-hmm. for me. 
Um, and so that was really different for me. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then even the next day at the at the actual Culture Con, Culture Con, um, they had a, a HBO lounge where there were drinks mm-hmm. um, available. And I once again, I, I even fancied it up. Got me a sparkling water with a little grapefruit. Okay, you know, a little grapefruit, a little grapefruit, and a little lime. You know, I, I, I was that's a nice little bar. Yeah, it with was some grapefruit. Okay. Yeah, he, he put a little splash of grapefruit in okay. there for me. Um, and so it was just different for me. That nigga hate grapefruit, but y'all living. <laughs> Listen, it, it worked for me, and I was I know just that's like, right. um, I, I just felt good about myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, just isn't it really nice to... when you get to surprise yourself and like meet yeah. new versions of yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know that this was a part of me. Yes. Like where I can decide that I'm just no longer that person and I'm going mm-hmm. to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so that was really great for me. And I enjoyed CultureCon. It was great to see all these great black creatives. Um, but you know, also, uh, what you say? Ooh, I don't know what you about to say. What you about to give? Well, okay. So you know, like a, a lot of my friends, like you, are famous. Lord. Um, and and I have friends that are very well off, especially in in culture, mm-hmm. in black mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. Um, and that that know. Um, that that moved the culture. So like I'm I'm friends with Charlemagne the God. I'm friends right. with you know uh, Crystal and and uh-huh. well, Crystal and and Kid Fury and and people you know they weren't there, but like I was with Deray Deray McKesson, mm-hmm. um, and me and him were together, and we were walking around the venue, and people would stop him and talk with him, mm-hmm. but they would totally like cut me off mm. shit like that um, wear me out oh my god it's so funny to me um, it, it don't even like wear me out cause mm-hmm. you know the, the previous version of me would probably be like hi like mm-hmm. introduce myself um, but because I have great friends Dre was like have you met my friend Drew mm-hmm. and it would be several times like he had to do that every time because people were so enthralled with him because mm-hmm. he just released a book a New York mm-hmm. Times I think it's a New York Times bestseller now mm-hmm. um, and it's just funny to me how it was like a who's who and because we work in Broadway mm-hmm. and theater, we don't get the same recognition as television and movies. Mm-hmm. And so nobody really knows the impact on the culture that mm-hmm. we have. And there weren't any theater people there. Mm-hmm. That boggled my mind. Like, this is for black creatives, you know, creative culture. And they even said, who works in production, you know, television, film? And I said, to, I thought to myself, Bro, theater is production, too. Yeah. Like, we're full-on production. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, full-on. Mm-hmm. Like, millions of dollars, full-on production. Mm-hmm. And and it just, like, that clicked something for me. It's like, we're not, it's a separate space for black people in, in television and film mm-hmm. and theater, and I want that to change. Mm-hmm. And I could also feel it in the way that people, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not used to that. Yeah. I'm used to, to going to spaces, especially to the theater, and, and people... If you're black and we're all black together, yeah. that we acknowledge each other, mm-hmm. we you know we yeah. get to know each other. Like we really just, have a full community, yeah. Even if I don't know right? what you do, even if I don't know who you are, where you've been, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting people to know me. But it was almost like an and uh, oh, I've never seen you before. Also, I'm very fair skinned. Mm-hmm. That maybe in my head, but that sort of came into play to me for me too that people might have thought that I was mixed hmm. or that I wasn't fully black because mm-hmm. I've been through you know my hair is curly I had my hair out like just those I, I see those little nuances and so that was another thing for me as well but the the, the program itself was great John Legend was there Coleman Domingo spoke so this was um, the first annual right this was the second one the I second? believe oh, yeah, wow. yeah. so they had one okay. last year I think it was on a smaller scale but this one's a, a lot bigger um, and also they tried me too because you couldn't bring food into the venue so you know I had a whole bag full of like my Apples and peanut Apple butter, right? Yeah, I know. Like, boiled eggs. <laughs> boiled, like I had all my shit. But Sunflower I to, seeds. But I had to leave my bag outside. And so anytime I needed food, I would go back outside to my bag. 
<laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and yeah. Listen, you're not about to stop my flow. No, I know. Um, but I just thought it was just very different, and it just it, it literally clicked for me. Like, oh, the theater is not respected. Mm-hmm. It's not like in mainstream culture. It's not even thought of. Mm-hmm. I had a girl like Deray, you know, introduced me. She was like, he was like, um, yeah, have you met my friend Drew? And she was like, hi, hi, how are you? I'm Drew. She said, hi, thank you. And I, I laughed, uh, I giggled, and I thought, like, girl, mm. your leave out is is exposed and, and dry, and you're telling me thank you. What are you thanking me for? <laughs> she probably was thanking you for not and telling her that. But listen, and then and then it for had, fucking up her game. But then at the end of the conversation, she said, and I said, you know, hi, you know, thank you. You know, I, she said after she did that, I was like, at the end of the conversation, he was like, you know, nice. He was saying nice to meet you. And he was like, okay, great. You know, we were saying goodbye. I was like, you know, great, hello. You know, I didn't, I don't think I said nice to meet you because I didn't say that. But she said, ended up saying thank you again to me, and it was just like, girl, I really want to say, girl, what are you thanking me for? <laughs> Because I, I was just so blown away, but it was that that people were not even registered. They were so in awe mm-hmm. of him and his uh, his presence mm-hmm. in their space that they weren't even willing to acknowledge anyone else. That there was I was a non motherfucking factor, and I felt like this was this is so great. Even somebody that I out. know that is uh, that works for that is you know has a new show coming on BET or whatever. And we follow each other on Twitter, and mm-hmm. he's friends with some other friends of mine. Um, and he was having a conversation with DeRay, and, and I pr- approached. Um, and DeRay said, hey, do you know Drew? And I've been around this person several times. Like, I've come to support him at his own events because my friends mm-hmm. were helping with those events. Uh-huh. And I've I've literally been in the same space with him, and he literally will go out of his way to not acknowledge or not speak. <gasps> wow. Every, like and it's been three or four times where I've seen that where he's come to events of my friends and like we've been in the same room same space wow. and I've attempted to speak but it was almost like I'm intentionally going to annoy you so when I would go to speak it would be awkward because then he would like turn or walk away or do something <sighs> weird in that way and so and this was a moment where he had no choice but, but to acknowledge you, uh-huh. me because DeRay said have you met Drew mm-hmm. and he looked at me and said oh oh yeah yeah you you I know through uh and he said my mutual friend's name and I said I thought it. I thought it was just. I was just thought it was hilarious. Did you start laughing right there? I did. I started giggling, but I was also eating one of them little pork bowls that they had. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they had like one of the little. I was like, uh, you know, I, I, I like I dapped them up with my dapped them up with my elbow because I was eating, and I'm yeah. like, I'm hungry. They got these little bowls in here. They're supposed to be healthy, so let me test it out. It had a little brown rice in there, yeah. you know, some little pickled cabbage and stuff. And so Ooh. I was like, I was eating it, um, and so I was I was unbothered, but I thought it was funny. Lord have mercy. Um, that this is what has happened to our culture, that people. It, it it even though we love and support each mm-hmm. other, we still have a hierarchy like who's mm-hmm. doing this and who's doing that. Yeah. And even in the Broadway mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. it's an artsy fartsy mm-hmm. type yeah. of atmosphere, and yeah. and mm-hmm. it just it just was weird. But there was so much love in the room that that all the love overpowered mm-hmm. those good. small instances. Yeah. You know what good, I mean? Good, 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 um, good. But I I would be remiss not to mention and and also mentioned you know how us as theater people are we have to we said we have to sort of bridge that gap and i don't know how to do that just yet mm-hmm. um but i feel like it's necessary mm-hmm. to, because the bridge theater, the gap in terms of us like being more having more cultural relevance yes more cultural relevance but mm-hmm. then also because um there was uh the syncopated ladies syncopated tap dancers they're they're sisters mm-hmm. um they've worked with debbie allen you know you see them they have um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so chloe and, and maude i believe yeah. they're they're um they tapped and so mm-hmm. they they did some tap dancing and people were very receptive to them but it's not something that they would seek out you know they cheered for them they did a little beyonce yeah. they tapped to, like yeah. beyonce um mm-hmm. they just did like a nice little routine it's cute and it was very cute um and people were receptive to it but they weren't like 
it's not something they would seek out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to bring it to them and said, I want um, to sort of connect, get that, I don't know, get rid of that disconnect. I don't know how to explain yeah, what I, I'm saying. I know exactly what you mean. And for me, I think it ties into theater across the board, whether like Broadway all the way on down, even remnants of community theater, it feels, I can see how it feels very elitist. Um, and I can see how it also feels like it's a very like classist thing. Mm-hmm. So people Absolutely. in particular thinking about like the black community, how they think <clears throat> and how they might believe that, oh, theater isn't for me. Like I, I, I can't see myself like in theater, going to theater. I just I, I think about like my show Fireflies, which um, actually pisses me off a bit. Like some of the cheapest tickets are like sixty eight dollars. Brandon's sister came to one of the previews and like I, I got her a ticket. Mm-hmm. She loved the show so much that she wanted to come again and mm-hmm. she wanted to bring her friends. Brandon texted her the link to get tickets. So she looked at the link. He said literally 15 seconds later, he texted her back, oh, these tickets are expensive. Mm-hmm. So like I can understand why, um, at least within the black community, they may not see or really understand theater because it, it can be, it can feel elitist. Yeah. Like tickets are so expensive. So expensive. Right? Like, you can turn on a TV and you see people. Right. You can go get, even though movie tickets are getting a bit pricey, but it's not no $6, $8 mm-hmm. or what have you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely understand that. I feel like it's interesting because I, I feel like the bridge and the, the, the divide for, for people who aren't black, you know, when I think of the white community in terms mm-hmm. of Broadway and film and television, it's so mixed. Yeah. It's so mixed. And mainly it's because there are white producers on both sides. Yeah. There are white theater owners, you know yeah. what I mean? So I wonder if it would be different if black people had those bigger seats and had those bigger titles, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? In terms of like being producers and what have you, mm-hmm. oh, I think so, 100%. 100%, 100%. I agree. 100%. It's like just a handful mm-hmm. of black producers, yeah. right? My God. But like, yeah. y'all, we didn't talk for a literally an hour and a half mm-hmm. about a whole bunch of shit. And we ain't getting to so none of the, of the segments, topics. none of the hot topics. None of the questions. None of the questions. I can't Dang. say what I wanted to say. Well, okay, we'll do that. We'll just do that. I said what Damn. I said. And then we'll go home. Okay. And we'll do questions. Like, I mean, because, okay. but we'll have you back, Crystal, because you you brought we don't so much just, to the table. We don't want to do a question instead. Why you don't want to do I said what I said? Well, I think it would be nice to end on a question. Okay, we'll end on a question. Like, oh, I okay. love the fury. Okay. Yes. We will end on Come a question. On. Are you a Leo? I, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm a Taurus. This is a Leo. That we will Leo. end on yes, that I am definitely a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> we will end on a question. I'm but a Capricorn I'm so, friend. I'm so sorry, oh, y'all, that we didn't get to any of the hot it's topics cool. this week. Kristen, will you come back for us next week? Yeah. So we'll have you and Amber back next week. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah, come back next week. It'd be fun. And so we can go back over all the hot topics we didn't do. Thank you, but I gotta. You're gonna be here next week, too, right? I am gonna be here next week. Okay, and I think Amber might be gone again next week. Amber's not here this week because she had she needs to go on vocal rest. She would have been here, but she's Yeah, she's rehearsing for Little Shop. Yeah, so she's rehearsing and she needs to go on vocal rest. And I think she leaves next week or in two weeks or so but yeah. she might be here she might not but Kristen we'd love to have you back I would love to come um, back she might, well, hear, she might be here she might not well, I mean, you, you know, won't know until you press play because <laughs> I don't know for certain because I don't know where her schedule is you know mm-hmm. and this week she was going to be here but you know she, she got to take care of herself she's working. to take care of yourself yeah yeah so I'm like I'm like not even I'm, I'm glad that she's taking care of herself Amen. she's taking the time um, so we'll just end on a question and we'll have Kristen back next week and Hi-ya. you know what I'm saying okay it'll be good okay so here we go um, this says, let me make sure, uh, oh, this is an invite. Just let me grow, scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, she said, a face that makes you comfortable attached to an uncomfortable Oop. story. 
is in advance. This is a very long email. Sorry, so many, so many opinions. Um, she said, "Hello, my name is uh, Sydney Simone, and my best friend Terrell Jones and I absolutely love listening to this podcast every week. We both just gradu- graduated with BFAs in theater, and we have learned so much from this podcast more than an entire year at school could have taught us. Shade intended. Uh, my question for all of you is more of a discussion, and I would love to hear y'all's point of view. As we all should know, there is a new movie coming out, The Hate You Give, which is about a young African American girl." Um, Amandala Steinberg mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who finds her voice to speak about the shooting of her best friend which she witnessed when I first saw the trailer I was a bit thrown off only because I know of the actor whom is light skinned in her recent roles she is also in Where Hands Touch which portrays Steinberg as a biracial teen who falls in love with the German teen still confused as to why someone felt we needed that story um, and she was <laughs> also story listen that, that is capitalized yes. I, I believe it from your reading um, and she was also in Everything everything where yet again she falls in love with the white male so from her history when I saw the trailer for The Hate You Give I was honestly confused as to why Steinberg was the one telling this story now I haven't read the book so I'm not sure if she was written as a character with a lighter skin tone but in this day and age I was excited for the book I was excited for the movie, but I question why Steinberg is playing the lead. I've grown up around all colors and types, and I would never say that someone of a lighter skin tone doesn't have the same black experience or couldn't play that character. But I feel as if actors of a darker skin tone would have given the movie or movie a different effect. Within the black community, we all know that there are little stigmas between the lighter and darker skin tone African-Americans. And I personally would have felt more connected to an actor of a darker skin tone portraying the role. As I said, this isn't to say that I haven't grown up around someone of a lighter skin tone that lives in the hood, uh, quote unquote, as the character is portrayed in the movie. Um, she's put that in parentheses. I guess the character is in the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at the history of police brutality has been targeted towards more darker skinned African Americans. That's true. Uh, with that being said, the role having been played by a darker skinned actress would have, in my opinion, made the movie more tangible within the current political climate. Mm. Now, I would love to hear y'all's opinions on this. Love y'all bitches. Have fun. Yeah. Love y'all bitches. bitches. Yes. Have, have fun. fun. Now, you know, I'm a light skinned man. Mm-hmm. And I definitely agree with that, um, that there are certain things that, and I've also taken myself out of auditioning for things or different pieces because of me being a lighter skinned man. Mm -hmm. I know that my fair skin does not allow me to have the impact um, or carry the impact or carry a story in the same way that a darker skinned person would. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is okay with me. There are other things that I can do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I definitely agree. I I haven't seen the trailer for the movie. I've heard about this movie. I haven't really, you know, gotten into the depths of it. What do you guys think? Um, And so we know that whiteness is the most desirable thing according to And anything attached to it and and adjacent to it. So that means that the lighter you look, the closer to desirable you are. Mm-hmm. And then if we're thinking about Hollywood and thinking about how Hollywood depicts black people and wanting for people to come and see the things they put out and that they produce, I can understand thinking of all of that why they would have Amandala be this character. Absolutely. So that they can have people come and see this movie. And then especially if it's a piece talking about police brutality, then let's have someone who looks closer to whiteness so it, it can be more, more palatable. Yeah. Exactly. It so it more could be more comfortable. I can understand that. What I don't understand is I know there have been multiple times where Amandala has said publicly that, that she, she doesn't want to do down. certain things yeah. because of she understands her light skin privilege. Mm. So this is where I'm like, 
But what girl, do you? Decision? Right. So this that confuses me if I think about her track record and her talking about turning down specific roles because of. But also she that. her like she talked about turning down Black Panther or. Mm-hmm. But then they were also saying, "Girl, you wasn't even really considered." Ooh. Like she I remember was saying, that. Yeah, I she was saying that, that she was you know when it, she denied going in for Shuri. Um, for Black Panther because she thought that should go to a darker skinned well maybe she meant like she got the audition and she said no and they were like but you weren't I mean right when when, when people say I was up for or I turned down it's such a scale right Mm -hmm. you know like were you they be lying I had some some guy I hadn't seen him forever I saw him on the street I won't say his name but he he was in town (laughs) you gonna tell me after the show what are you doing in town and he was like well you know I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, well, you know. Well, you know, I I'm gonna do Hamilton, and then I was like, oh, and he goes, yeah, I got a call back, and I was like, nigga, get out of here. Oh. <laughs> My mouth is a gate. I was like, not a call. Everybody get a call back. You black boo, go away. Listen, well, you know, I'm gonna be in Hamilton. Listen, he I got a call said, back. No, is I, he gonna I'm do gonna a sensible be... riff challenge? Too? I was like, what does this even? Oh, I, I immediately called Amber. I did because she knows him. I was like, oh, you no. gotta tell me who this is. You I'll gotta tell, you tell me. Okay, it was funny. What uh, are you doing in town? Like, what are you doing in town? Oh, I'm about to be on Broadway. I'm, I'm about to. Be, I'm about to do. I'm about to do It was the beat I got a call back <laughs> they ain't tell you you ain't know this is what's happening in my life but yeah so oh and, but yeah God. in the book itself uh, the character that Amanda plays is a dark skinned oh okay girl. so that's that's problematic yeah extremely yeah, yeah. and so also, her talking about people... turning shit down what's up yeah I mean girl like <laughs> It's all optics. Everybody's trying to do things for press and like, oh, you know, trying to garner the new political wave and and social commentary and and trying to be the most woke. Sometimes I just want to be back. Like, just take me back to sleep. Uh, Just put me uh, back down. Like, put me down. uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, just take me out. out. I want to be out of this. I don't want to be woke no more. <laughs> what? Woke no more. That's my new play. Oh that was that was just our monologue. Uh-huh. That was monologue gave us right a full monologue. Woke no more. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, thank you so much, Cid- uh, Cindy, for writing in. Thank you, Cindy, Cindy. Simone, Sydney. I'm saying Sydney, right? Sydney, Sydney. Okay, because you know Cindy Winters be having me messed up. The way she spelled her name, so I be thinking everybody' name is Cindy, Sydney. I like. I look at it and I keep thinking like, am I gonna mess it up? <laughs> That's everybody's name, no. James I James and <laughs> Zaylion. Zaylion. I'm sorry, James Imes and uh, Jalen. I'll be messing up the names, but. Um, yeah well uh, that's it y'all we gonna end it right here because we didn't went on and just t- like Chris I love we you we really so went off book like we were off all the way off, off like book. ain't none of the segments <laughs> ain't nothing <laughs> ain't nothing okay. here but I hope y'all got something I love a good kiki listen I do too we kikied all the way to, uh, all the way home yes we did okay. um, so thank y'all so much you've tuned into a brand, a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black and I'm Drew Shea I'm Donya Love I'm Crystal and Lloyd. And we hit our marks and we out. Boom. Boom. Peace. Boom. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.